Athlete. Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors uh, because they take care of us and they take care of you guys. TennesseeTickets.com. If you're looking to buy Titans game tickets. You can do that safely with confidence at TennesseeTickets.com. If fans are not allowed at the games, you will get all of your money back. No coupons, all of your cash back. TennesseeTickets.com. Also, use code uh, TITANS20 to save $20 off your Titans ticket purchase right there. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. Find out how much your home can rent for. RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness. Zach, you and I both got our workouts at Mandu yesterday in Green Hills. John said you came by earlier yesterday. Mandu.com, 15-minute workout, full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. Your first workout free, Mandu.com. Tucker Agency, TuckerTN.com is where to go. To save an average of 20% on your personal insurance, Nashville's independent insurance agency, TuckerTN.com. And Calvin and Subtle, if you need new floors, hardwood floors and finishings, experts right there in the Middle Tennessee area, CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go. So, uh, Zach, kind of set the floor uh, for what our discussion is going to be today uh, about Drew Brees and and what all happened yesterday, and we will play the audio here shortly. Uh, Yes, we would. And Jacob says, I wish Facebook would give the option to turn off the CCs. There is an option there uh, because I I can do it on my computer. I don't know about it on your phone, but I'm not sure why the closed captioning is up. We do. Hey, we we are going to have this conversation. I think it's very, very important. Uh, A lot of things happened uh, yesterday and a lot of strong opinions have come out. Right. I think that's that's really what shook the world. Austin and I, we can't sit here and talk about what the Titans are going to do this offseason today. It just doesn't feel right. When things happen in the news like they did yesterday, and I think we'll discuss this, Austin, is the the leader and what Drew Brees represents for the NFL, right? I think that's very, very important. It's just not some third-string, lower-level player that is trying to make a team. This is Drew Brees. This is a Super Bowl champion. This is a guy that has been honored by so many of bringing back the city of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. And the words that we'll hear from Drew Brees yesterday, I think and I believe, based on what I've seen on social media, has definitely changed the opinion of Drew Brees. Yeah, and that's I was going to bring up today because uh, – and, and I think it's a fair question to ask is how did you feel – about Drew Brees before yesterday because anything I thought about Drew Brees is I know uh, earlier this spring he donated $5 million to uh, COVID-19 relief in New Orleans. Zach, you nailed it. He did help rebuild the city of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina uh, 15 years ago at this point. That's crazy how long it's been. But he has spent a lot of his time and a lot of his money Uh, to help the city of New Orleans. And anything I thought about Drew Brees before yesterday, I I viewed him as a very impressive person and and a very impressive player. Obviously, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And so let's let's play the audio that Drew Brees, uh, this is via Yahoo Finance on Twitter yesterday. I'll play the audio, and I think it is important to leave the question that was asked by the Yahoo Finance host um, of, of really how everything was set up. This is a minute, 45 seconds of Yahoo Finance asking Drew Brees a question about Colin Kaepernick and his protest from 2016. Everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protest from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality, and now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. And, of course, you're such a leader in the league. Uh, What is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and and players in the league? Well, I will will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let Let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States, I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country 
and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. So that is Drew Brees yesterday, Yahoo Finance, the uh, audio there on Twitter. I, I do want to dive into this because I want to, and I've seen Dom, I've seen Rashad, Roderick um, uh, there about uh, about what his comments were about. Let's let's read some of those comments after I tell you guys about Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness. A one 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. How? Because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Mandu.com. Your first workout's free. And right now, it's a crazy time with the pandemic, obviously. Your normal gym might still be closed during the phases of reopening with several restrictions that make your workout more uncomfortable. Mandu is the perfect fitness option for you during uh, these uh, times. So check them out. Your first workout is free. Mandu.com. It's by appointment only. It's it's a personalized workout. And right there with you and a trainer, Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. Uh, a to Z Sports, uh, this is a tough conversation. And we've got a lot of comments. I, I want to start with one because we just heard that Drew Brees audio, which uh, I – I do understand the backlash that was was had yesterday, but I think Jabu, I think he puts it in the in the right way. Now, he he highlights something that Drew Brees said, and he says, "I." And this was, I think, Drew Brees's initial problem. Drew Brees said, "I don't respect people who don't stand." Right, like in a sense of I will always stand. I look. He's entitled to his opinion. But I think the where this country is today, this is where white people should stop talking. And I, I and look, everybody has a freedom of speech. Everybody has a right to talk. But when it comes to these, sir, Drew Brees did Yahoo Finance probably a favor, right, to do this <laughs> to do this interview. I mean that that no, 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 I'm not Twitter talking had- about. I'm not talking about the clicks on the aftermath. Okay, I'm talking okay. about to actually do the interview, right? Yeah. Now, I think we should be talking. I agree with this. But sometimes you don't need to say anything. And that's the whole, at least this is my opinion. I'm a white man, right? I'm a 32-year-old, almost 33-year-old white man. This is my time to stop and smell the roses, right? Stop and listen. Stop and understand a little bit more of what maybe I didn't understand. And if I was asked a question, I think Drew Brees would do things differently now. I think he said that in his apology of how he would answer it. But this is the time to not speak about what what you're going to do when football comes back in the national anthem. Drew Brees, I think his answer should have been, this is the time to listen. Right, we yeah. will we will cross the bridge of standing or kneeling when that comes, whenever football gets back. But this is a time to not speak if you are a non minority, right? Well, and it's and and because B Hall uh, and B Hall, you've been watching our show for a long time. He says, Zach, if you're going to say white people can't have an opinion, I'll no longer watch the show. That's that that's exact. That's your B Hall. You're overreacting, and, and I, I truly think, like to me, when I heard Drew Brees talk. I honestly felt like he didn't listen to the question that was asked by the Yahoo Finance host because the, the Yahoo Finance host, and I can play it again, just, just the question and then Drew Brees' beginning, but it, it's like he was asked about something very specific about Colin Kaepernick's protest of police brutality and kneeling during the national anthem, and he never addressed the question that was asked and I'll, I'll play it one more time to get the beginning. He just went off on his own narrative without understanding why the question is asked. So here's once again, Drew Brees via Yahoo finding. 
everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protests from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality, and now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that, and of course you're such a leader in the league. Uh, what is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? Well, I, I will I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the the flag of the United States. So that that is your brief, and so he he ignored the whole police brutality situation. He just blew right through that and said that you should never disrespect our country and then said what he feels during the national anthem. Drew, this is not about you. This is not about me. It's not about Zach. It's not about B-Hall. It's about all the black people in this country for generations and generations being oppressed and being had held prejudice against them for doing nothing wrong. And so People uh, have commented about how the national anthem should not be the time when you protest something. Uh, well, really, protesting is about getting attention, right? Because you're trying to upset what is what has been wrong to make it right. So when else do you want them to do it? When else? I mean, because people have athletes have spoken at the podium behind a microphone to try to get attention, and you said that's wrong. They've done the most peaceful thing you could possibly do, which is kneel. Like, kneeling is a sign of respect. Why do you think every athlete taught from the first time they played organized sport, when a player goes down with an injury, what do you do? You take a knee because you're respecting that person for what they're going through at that time, and you're hoping that they're going to be okay. So, I think it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about Drew Brees. It's about everybody out there, all the minorities and how they have been treated uh, over generations. And and he was just, there's two words that come up to what I, how I think about Drew Brees' comment. Tone deaf. And Drew Brees extremely tone deaf in his statement yesterday on Yahoo Finance. And I think tone deafness is what a lot of black people are frustrated and angry with white people about, is not understanding why they're going about something and not taking the time to try to understand better. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that sentiment. I agree with everything that you just said. And I was surprised at what Drew Brees said. I was surprised by his words yesterday. And then what I was not surprised about was the aftermath of what all of his teammates and a lot of the players in the NFL said about Drew Brees. I was not surprised about that because I believe they should have been angry. Look, I'm not in that situation. I can't sit there and say that I feel the same way that they feel because I am a white individual, they are a black individual. But I can completely understand of how they took offense to Drew Brees' comments. What I have learned, and this is a personal thing, right? What I have learned more, and I – I hope that this is correct. In my heart, I believe that this is correct. I've learned more in the last several weeks of what Colin Kaepernick did in kneeling, what it actually truly meant. I will admit that for a long time, I just thought that it was something in the news. I didn't really understand it. I'm not sitting here saying that I I was a, with Drew Brees and saying that it was disrespecting the fly, all that. I, I thought it was a political stance, but really, truly, it was a racial stance. And I've learned more in the last couple of weeks about the oppression of African Americans that I did not know. I did know a, a, a lot about it, but I've learned more in the last couple of weeks. And that's what I've tried to do, right? I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect, I'm right, I'm wrong, whatever. But that's what I've learned from this entire movement that has been heightened in the last several weeks. I'm not talking about the riot riots. I'm not talking about the protests. I think the singular killing of George Floyd, and it's I hate that this man's life has been really put on a, 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 a stick because of this. That's so terrible. A man lost his life for this, right? But if we can get into a better place on the aftermath, what is done is done. That's what I've learned in my life. Some things you cannot go back and change. 
Drew Brees, we're going to bring up his apology. There's some people will never forgive Drew Brees of what he said. But what I'm trying to learn over these last few weeks and moving forward is how can we change, right? Talk yeah. is cheap. At the end of the day, talk is cheap. Words are important, but it's about the actions that we take. And that's, I think, what I hope on the yeah. other side of this that we can get to. And- in a better way. And Jeff comments on Periscope, Cap was protesting flag and country, not police brutality. No, that's that may, that might be how you viewed it, but you viewed it through an incorrect narrative. And that's the unfortunate part about Colin Kaepernick's initial stance is that it got completely spun for political reason. And Zach and I always stay out of politics. And I'll say this, race does not include politics. So we're talking about race. But that's what happened to Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick was not was not Kaepernick also stood for God bless America because he and he was also quoted saying I love this country and and so you he stood he he knelt to get attention about police brutality but it got spun for so many other reasons to be about the flag and disrespecting the military when that's the furthest thing because if you actually try to go back and and look and read and remember what Colin Kaepernick's process was about. He actually reached out to a member of the military to ask before he started anything to ask, what is the proper way to go about this? And that member of the military said kneeling would be the proper uh, respectful way to do this. And so look, Drew Brees. I, told I want to read that. this comment real quick while yeah. we're on that topic, because okay. I hope more of this. I just kind of said my truth. And look, I'm an open book. I've always been. And this is a tough conversation, right? You have to watch your words just like everybody in this state of where we are. But look, Nick Martinez brings it up. He's honest. I appreciate. Look, I don't know Nick from from Adam. I don't I don't know. But he's watching us on YouTube. And he says, when Cap did this in 2016, I didn't understand. But after what happened, I understand and I feel bad for bashing players for kneeling. Colin Kaepernick and maybe this, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, it changed Nick's opinion. That's one, right? That one is better than zero. And that's what we got to kind of look. Not going to change the world overnight. Nobody claims that. But I do understand more today than I ever have. And I hope that other people are in that same boat. And I'm 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 eager now, and I will say this: I am eager to understand more. I'm going to tell a story here a little bit later, what I saw yesterday on social media, that really changed my entire head. It changed my mind because I had never heard somebody say something as impactful as this individual. I'll tell that story here in a little bit. But this is a, it's a big conversation. And Drew Brees, Austin, and you'll, you'll, you'll show this on the graphic, he tried to come back. And just like everybody, when you're publicly shamed, the first reaction to do is apologize, and Drew Brees did do that this morning. You actually informed me because yeah. I didn't even see it. Yeah, Drew Brees did apologize, <clears throat> and we will we will show his apology uh, here shortly. <clears throat> and Zach and I talked about this before the show. Is I, I don't. It's not my right or my responsibility, or or it's not on me to say it, to judge Drew Brees's apology to see if I think it's sincere yeah. or not. And so we we do want to ask you guys how you feel about Drew Brees's apology. Before we get to that, Zach, please tell people about Tucker Agency, really how they can help you guys out in a tough time. Yes, Tucker Agency is unbelievable. Tucker Agency, TuckerTN.com. That's where you need to go to change your insurance. We're in tough times right now, there's no doubt. Maybe you've lost some income, maybe you've lost your job. Well, Tucker Agency is here to help. You can save 20% on your insurance. You got life insurance, home insurance, car insurance, renter's insurance. They can restructure that and save you 20%. A couple hundred extra dollars in your pocket can help you out. Again, you, you may have lost your job, you may have gotten a pay cut. Tucker Agency is here to help. A to Z Sports here live uh, on the show uh, on a Thursday. We will get to the magic bucket, but we do uh, want to spend some time talking about Drew Brees' apology. It's only fair to you, you say his, he played his comments. Now we have to show his apology. Drew Brees put up, puts up on Instagram uh, this morning apologizing uh, really to the entire uh, – I'm trying to find where I can where I can read it on my computer screen uh, here shortly, so I apologize uh, for the, the gap here. But Drew Brees says uh, – uh, I would like to apologize to my friends, my teammates in the city of New Orleans, the black community, the NFL community, and anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday in speaking 
with some of you. It breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. In an attempt to talk about respect, unity, and solidarity centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issues we are facing right now as a country. They lacked awareness and the type of compassion or empathy. Instead, those words have become divisive and hurtful and have misled people into believing that somehow I am an enemy. This cannot be further from the truth. This is not accurate uh, reflection of my heart or my character character. This is where I stand. I stand with the black community in the fight against systemic racial injustice and police brutality and support the creation of real policy change that will make a difference. I condemn the years of oppression that have taken place throughout our black communities and still exist today. I acknowledge that we as Americans, including myself, have not done enough to fight for that equality or truly understand the struggles and plight of the black community. I recognize that I am a part of the solution, can be a leader for the black community in this movement. I will never know what it's like to be a black man or to raise black children in America, but I will work every day to put myself in those shoes and fight for what is right. Uh, I almost done. I have always been an ally, never an enemy. I am sick about the way my comments were perceived yesterday, but I take full responsibility and accountability. I recognize that I should do less talking and more listening. And when the black community is talking about their pain, we all need to listen for that. I'm very sorry. And I ask for your forgiveness. That was Drew Brees uh, yesterday. Uh, or this morning, excuse me, apologizing for his comments about the national anthem uh, yesterday via Yahoo Finance. Yeah, and I'm glad you read all of that, right? And yeah. usually you, but no, no, no. And usually when you get on our program, they take an excerpt, they take a clip. It's it's only right to hear Drew Brees of what he said first, but it also is only right to hear his apology. Now, as Austin, you said before uh, a couple of minutes ago. It's not you and I's place to accept this apology. This apology is not for us. And so it, it's I, I can't sit here and say this is a good or bad apology. I'm not in that situation. So we're not even going to touch that because that's it's not for Austin and Zach or honestly any uh, anybody that is not a minority that he may have offended, right? So, look, he, he apologized. At least he didn't just sit on his hands and not say anything, Maybe right? He could have done that. He could have stood by his words, which I think that would have been completely wrong. This apology does show some remorse, but this is this is going to be hard to recover from because, you know, he said, I think what stood out to me in the apology of just looking at it and reading it is that, you know, he's never, he, he said that I am never the enemy, right? Like, I never thought of Drew Brees like this, right? And I, I will say this and repeat what I said at the very beginning of the show. Uh, I did not say that Drew Brees should not have an opinion. That I, I'm free speech, right? What we do, what we do, right? Everybody is entitled to their opinion. But now is the time for me. This is my personal opinion. Now is the time to kind of, you know when your parents say, hey, Maybe you should listen. Yeah, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. That I mean, how many times did everybody hear that one? <laughs> right? So if you're going on interviews, which Drew Brees did, probably as a gesture, because, I don't know, nice guy to Yahoo Finance. I don't know why he did that. But I don't mind talking about this, right? This is a conversation that we've had. And you know what? I've learned more from uh, the African-American followers that we have that have commented on this show, right? I mean, I've learned from that. And that's I, I don't take that for granted. Now's the time to listen to them, not for me to sit here and say, this is what I know, this is what this is, this is how it should be. I do think we need to come together and find a, a way of change. Yeah. I don't believe burning down cities is the correct way to do it. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. But I do believe that the movement is important, and it should not be hushed. It should be talked about. It should be explained. Yeah, and, and I saw uh, Titans for Life um, said this. I'm glad Breeze did speak. I didn't agree with his comments, but we want people to speak. And, and I, I'll, I'll kind of go along. Houston Cress uh, up there in Knoxville covering the Vols said something similar on Twitter this morning about Drew Breeze is let's at least – can we have a conversation about it? And like, and maybe Drew Breeze can show a lot of people of how you can learn. And 
Look, I, I've learned a lot, as Zach has mentioned several times, about his ability to and what he's learned over the last several weeks or, or however, really since 2017, 2016, when Kaepernick started uh, the protest initially, that yeah, I've changed my feelings and how I view things, that I try to view things uh, with empathy. And, and I think Drew Brees, with, with how he said, with what he said yesterday, and his apology, again, I'm not saying I accept it or deny it, whatever. That's not for me to decide. But at least there is a visible person who we can at least see him try to learn on a public stage, if that makes sense. But it, using Drew Brees in a, as an example of how we can all grow. How we can all grow. Yeah, and look, Kenneth says, I don't believe, and I, I believe he's talking about Drew Brees, says, I don't believe that he's a racist, but he's part of the problem. I would agree with Clint Kenneth. Yeah. I do not believe that Drew Brees, Drew Brees is a racist. I think he's been what his history, right? Uh, let's let's take remove what he said in the interview for two seconds, right? And put it back because he said what he said. But if you remove that, I do not believe that Drew Brees is racist, right? I believe that his opinion. Uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with the, his opinion at the time of the way he answered the question that he was asked, right? Correct, correct. But he said what he said, and he had to apologize for what he said. He did apologize. Again, it's not my right to say whether it's accepted or not. That's not an apology to me. But I, I do think he is a part of the problem, right? And I don't want to get it misconstrued. Like it, It's not that white people should not have a voice right now. Everybody should have a voice. But – this is an important time to take a step back and understand a little bit more than what you did before, right? And I, and here's what I wanted to bring up, Austin. Uh, this really, and I sent, I texted this to you and Buck uh, this morning because I, I was, I couldn't, I don't know why I couldn't sleep last night. I was up till midnight. I was texting with Buck at midnight about stuff. Weird. Yeah, I was passed out. <laughs> I went to bed 9.30. But, <laughs> but I, I watched, and I recommend to do this. Uh, it's 9 minutes and 27 seconds. It's Emmanuel uh, Acho, who's on ESPN. Uh, it's the man Acho is on Instagram. I highly recommend you follow him. And he has started this series, and I, I think it's genius because this is the conversations that nobody likes to have, and he wants to have it. And you know what? I'm willing to hear. I'm willing to listen. But it's entitled, and this is great, it's entitled Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And in nine minutes, he talked about, I mean, this was really riveting, right? I learned a lot in these nine minutes. And we, I should, I, look, I, I'm, I know A to Z sports, we go down some line, sometimes you got to cross. But one of the things that he said, he talks about a story about being a black man and approaching uh, a white woman or approaching another uh, white person and him thinking in his mind's eye not to do that so they are not scared of him that like he opened up he opened up to the world about that he also tells a story about going on a bike ride and t telling the, uh, a, a white woman who's cycling in front of him that he's behind her he's on his left and he yeah. she can't hear she can't hear and then all of a sudden he gets right up next to her and they crash it's a great analogy mm -hmm. for what I think this movement is. It's called Uncomf Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. It's Emmanuel Acho, A-C-H-O. I highly recommend you go watch it. I learned a lot in nine minutes. And you know what? I started following him, and I can't wait for the next nine minutes. Yeah. If, if, if more people – and it's got, it's got 7 million views, yeah. right? And that's the cool part about it. It's now doing what it's supposed to do. But these are the conversations that I don't think – I don't want to speak for every white person, but I don't think white people understand. I, there's always more you can learn, right? We're humans. You can always attain more information. You can always attain more education. And that's what I believe that this movement is trying to achieve right now. Yeah. Now, I want to say this last thing, Austin. Okay. This is going to be the hard part. We go in cycles. It's life. This is the truth. This is the cold hard truth. And this is the hard part. We just went through a coronavirus cycle, right? Now we went through a Black Lives Matter cycle. Continuing. We cannot let this next cycle that we go through, whatever it is, right? Is it the, is it the returning of sports? We need to continue the conversation, right? 
yes. we can't let this just go into the background, which so many things do, right? Correct. Yeah, news cycles go uh, like it's a, you know, in our world and social media where we cover the Tennessee Titans and the Tennessee Vols, we, we, we kind of view things, you know, if you don't take advantage of a certain story or a certain quote by a head coach about a certain player the next day, then it's over. Right. So, but this new cycle, I think will continue. And I, and I hope as you, you bring it up, I hope the conversation continues to be had, you know, two months from now, three months from now, um, years from now as we can continue to have progress and alonzo says it right here he says i'm a black man we just need my white brothers and sisters to be more understanding like let's take that sentence that's a great sentence right thank you alonzo for that look the, and i i don't want to i don't want to get misconstrued because i look i know everybody's going to take this a uh a, a, a different way and look this guy, whoever this guy Yeah, is. I was about to bring up that comment. Like, too. look, stop pandering and talk about sports. God Barstool is so much better. Well, there's a reason why that guy's avatar is literally a clown. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. Go go listen to Barstool then. Today's show is not about breaking down the sports world. It's not. It's the not about haven't happened in It's not about football. It's not about basketball or baseball, man. This is an Austin and I do not claim to know everything, right? We're just trying to talk and give other people's we, – we gave you a voice, right? That, look, and we're not trying to be politicians either. I'm not trying, trying to be a preacher. That's not the goal of this. It's just to talk about – because the story is what Drew Brees did, the reaction of what Drew Brees did, and now the apology of Drew Brees. That's the news story that is important – sitting here Thursday at 8.50 on June 4th. And we hope that that extends into July 4th and into August 4th because it hasn't – look, I think – look, racism has improved from 1960, but it's got a long way to go, right? We're yeah. nowhere near where we need to be. Well, and, and personally, I think – because, you know, let's flash back to 2016, Zach. You and I had literally just started a new business. We were like in the first three months of our business. And so what were we trying to do? We were trying to find what we wanted to be, and we wanted to be a sports talk show. And so shying away from politics, from religion, was how we wanted to establish ourselves as a sports talk show. But it, it has gotten to a point to where – no longer, and I said this on Monday, no longer can I sit on the sidelines, no longer can Zach sit on the sidelines and just watch all of this stuff happen. That us speaking up, hopefully we can have one other person listen to what we have, our experience of trying to learn, and now and hopefully they can take the same path of learning and listening because that's all I've tried to do. I've tried to become a more empathetic person. And I said on Monday, my wife, who is the most compassion in a person I've ever seen, uh, she has helped me along with that process as well. And so uh, I, I do think it's it's time to to really listen and to not put ourselves ahead of everybody else because that's kind of what this is about. Yeah, and this is it's a hard time right now. I think that's the the overall like – with coronavirus, with what 2020 is. But I think as I've I've learned more about our history of our country over the last several weeks and things I've watched and things I've trying to learn is that I do believe in my heart, right, that we can get better. I, I don't have I think that we can take the steps necessary that where we want to go of what is simply right and wrong, right? Well, like everybody knows right from wrong. Let's just do more right than wrong. And I do believe we'll start chopping away because it's not going to, it's just not going to get fixed. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's what we have to realize. It's a long process. It's about the journey, right? It's a journey. It's a, and it's not just, it's not just going to do the snap of a finger. And so we all have to understand it, realize it and work on it. 
Yeah, and and for for the guy who's saying I'm pandering to my wife, now I think part of being an, a real man, an actual man, is learning how to be sympathetic, empathetic, and to be sensitive, and to wear that on your sleeve, and not try to put up a, a steel fence, a steel wall in front of your emotions. That's being a fake man, in my opinion. Being a real man is somebody who understands their shortcomings and and is working on how to fix those. Yeah, and and Dion, we appreciate you. He says, thank you, Zach and Austin, for stepping out of your bubble and noticing the issues and addressing them. This is not a comfortable conversation for two white guys. Let's just face it, right? It's not, because this is not the time for us to talk, right? This is, and I repeat this, this is the time for us to listen. We're trying to do our best, guys, and we're going to turn some people off by doing this show today, but that's the sacrifice, you know, that's the sacrifice of cutting the fat. Of our, of our brand it's the sacrifice of today and that's okay we're willing to do it to talk about some issues that kind of make things uncomfortable and we don't claim to have any right answers we're here to hear your opinion too right this is the cool part about this this entire medium that we this platform that we have is that we're able to hear people's opinions saying hey shut up and talk sports and then we're able to hear other people saying i'm glad that you're talking about this yeah, and Rob's, uh, Rob says there's a problem because there hasn't been any dialogue. Exactly. And so I, it's taken too long to have the dialogue. And unfortunately, it took a life being taken, uh, George Floyd and others, for that dialogue to begin, unfortunately. All right, A to Z Sports here live uh, on the show. Uh, I, I, Houston uh, on, on Periscope says, off topic, but... Uh, the Grizzlies are getting screwed by the new NBA playoff return to play format. Well, Houston, I will say this. If you go to A to Z Sports Nashville.com, our own Jack Gentry actually wrote an article last night about how the new playoff system actually benefits the Memphis Grizzlies and comparing it to what it was going to be if the regular season played out. So Grizz fans, check that out. A to Z Sports Nashville.com. All right, let's go ahead and do this. Let's. I, I do think it's interesting because the Grizzlies and every other NBA team except for one, uh, has said something about, put out a statement about racial inequality. So let's ask this question briefly. How do you feel about pro sports teams who have stayed silent during these protests? How do you feel about pro sports teams who have stayed silent during these protests? But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com, they're the professional landlord in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is where you should go to find out how much your home can rent for because there are alternatives to selling your house after you move. You can continue to get that mailbox money by having other people pay your mortgage and then some. You build equity in the home you own. That's long-term wealth that can help change your family down the line. Also, if you own Airbnbs, uh, then you can also uh, rent out your home, your Airbnb property temporarily before things get back to normal. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. A to Z Sports, we are powered by Tennessee Tickets. And more importantly, this is something cool that we've tried to do. Look, like tough times and, and, and everything is very heightened. But we keep on working and trying to grow our business. We're trying to give you guys some content to when you're not in the news feed in the world and you're trying to hear about sports. We do and have created a podcast network for you guys that has – uh, it's got Big Orange, the Big Orange podcast that talks about the Tennessee Vols. Buck Rising has done some very impactful interviews, very impactful. A great one with Kari Blassingame and, and Teron Davenport that I highly recommend you listen to on 615 Sessions. The Tighten Up podcast, guys, funny, unique way to talk about the Titans and the Preds Nashcast that talks about the Nashville Predators. Check out and subscribe to our podcast network. All right, it is Sports here live uh, on the show, I saw this graphic yesterday of sports teams uh, who have not issued a statement on the George Floyd protests. Uh, the one NBA team that has not is the New York Knicks. There's one NHL team who has not. That's the New York Rangers. The NFL has four. The Bengals, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, and the Steelers. And in Major League Baseball, the Cleveland Indians and the uh, Texas Rangers have not as well. So New York teams uh, in the NBA and NHL have not. And then you see some Texas uh, teams with the Dallas Cowboys and the Rangers who have not. So how do you feel about pro sports teams staying silent uh, when really it's only down to 
of the four major sports in America, it's down to eight franchises out of probably over a hundred. Eight franchises have stayed silent. I find this pretty interesting. And look, Chief Franco on IG brings up, I don't know if you saw the uh, FSU situation of Mike Moravell saying he talked individually to every player, but really he just sent a group text message. And some of the players are, are kind of boycotting him and saying, look, we're not coming back until that situation is resolved. For for this, I thought this was interesting because you start, the, the Knicks and the Rangers, I assume, and I don't know this, but I assume they're under the same MSG conglomeration, I right? I believe that is correct, yes. So it's James the same Dolan, people not saying anything. Right, right? and James so, Dolan is catching a lot of heat. Well, what, that's, uh, with, welcome with the, to James Dolan's life, Yeah, right? nothing new there with James Dolan catching heat. But for for the number, I, I do find it interesting. I Look, uh, as much as we've talked about it's time to listen, it also is is time with the responsibility of a billion-dollar business that we know impacts hundreds of thousands of lives, right? Economically, um, emotionally going to games, all of these things. You should at least acknowledge that there is an issue in our society. Yeah. Look, you don't have to sit here and – the owner doesn't have to say a statement live on Facebook Live or anything. No, but you at least have to acknowledge it. So I'm really kind of I'm disappointed in the franchises that you've said that haven't just come out and said, "Look, we'll, let's let's talk about it or let's listen or something that yeah, and, we and, can all get on board with." Right. S. Wood says we're talking out of both sides of our mouths. This is the time to listen and not say much, uh, but you better say something. Like that's not what we're talking about. We're not. We're talking about like, don't go out here and share your opinion on something that you don't really understand. There's a, and that's the, the crazy. I'm surprised the Pittsburgh Steelers have not said anything because Mike Tomlin has been their head coach for a really long time. And, and that did surprise me. Now, the Dallas. And he's been Cow- an outstanding advocate just in the NFL for African American yeah. head coaches in general. And we know that that is a whole nother topic. But Mike Tomlin, yeah, that is surprising that the Steelers haven't said, look, it's not, and that's why I preface what I said is it's not just completely shut up. Talk you can talk about it, and, and but one 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 man's words, I think, in my opinion, right? This is a movement that needs to be recognized. You you have to recognize it as a company, at least, especially with all the fans. They have Af- uh, the Jags. I know have African American fans. The Cowboys, the Rangers, everybody, the Knicks. Right, well, I think I think uh, Jacob brings up. He says, "I think the I thought the Vols and the Titans both hit home runs because Mike Vrabel was not scheduled to be on a Zoom with the defensive coaches that we talked to via Zoom on Tuesday. Right, he was not scheduled to talk to the media at all this week. But Mike Vrabel popped up on that Zoom, and really the first thing he said out of his mouth with a statement was, "I first want to recognize the priv- my own privilege and what has been a blind spot for me." Oh, so, no, I, I've got the quote because yeah. I, I saved this quote. I, right. I, I thought that Mike Vrabel, what he did, Titan fans who watch us uh, daily, I think you should be proud of this because I, I really – I liked his opening statement. He says, what is important is we find ways to respect each other's feelings. We respect each other's beliefs and that we respect each other's efforts to make a positive change, right? That's not just – like we respect each other to make a positive change. We all know right from wrong. We all know positive from negative. I like that statement of what Mike Vrabel kind of, and he didn't have to do that, Austin. You said that he didn't have to do that, right? And look, and, and G Man says so. It's about hitting home runs with a statement, really. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm just saying I, I, I can tell a difference between a statement that a lawyer has written up for PR purposes and a statement that I truly think came from the heart. And, and my point is, I think Mike Vrabel took actual time and consideration into finding the right words that he of how he felt for his statement. It was not a PR stunt. I, I truly do believe Mike Vrabel actually believed what he said. It wasn't just, you know, a statement from team ownership, you know, which is which has no face necessarily. But I, I that's that's what I'm saying here. It's not about hitting home runs. It's about having a, an actual real feeling about what you're saying yeah and look uh and we appreciate everybody that is in this conversation room right now right you a lot of people could leave but 
we, I think Sasha brings up a pretty interesting point. She says, has the NFL required sensitivity training like Sephora or Starbucks or something like that? Um, Not necessarily, but maybe those things need to be implemented. I don't know whether you, you put them as sensitivity training, but you, you have these conversations and take the action maybe that gets us a little bit further because, as we've always said, there are plenty – plenty of problems, right? It's not about yeah. the problems. It's yeah. about the solution. Well, and I think, uh, there, remember there used to be the rookie symposium, the NFL rookie symposium got canceled. I, I forget the reasoning for what, how that, why they changed that, but there used to be a one weekend, uh, in the summer for every rookie who got drafted to go, I think to the NFL, either the NFL hall of fame or the NFL headquarters in New York. And they talked, Tony Dungy was a big part of that. And they talked about a bunch of different, uh, things that they would come across by being an NFL player. And I don't know exactly what all was going into that, but but I, I do know that got nixed for some reason that I don't recall off the top of my head. But yeah, the, everybody could do more, for sure. Yeah, and uh, look, I, 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 I don't know whether this guy's serious or not. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll, let's respect his question just because he's asking, I guess. But Cleaver53 says, what are white men supposed to do to help fix the problem? Cleveland, that's what we've been talking about this entire show. <laughs> listen. Uh, simply listen, and then you'll find the answer, hopefully. Right. I, I think and that's right. Titans, Isn't for that life, and Titans for Life says start by recognizing there's a problem. There you go. And, again, I don't know whether that was a serious or – uh, it was kind of an off-the-wall question by Cleaver, but – we that's and, and, and and, that right isn't that the and, whole and here's point? the thing here's the thing that like i've gotten caught by this so i don't under i don't know the tone behind a comment on facebook or periscope or youtube or twitch watching our show i don't know the tone that they uh that comment could have been in good in good faith or in good tone of like hey what can we do wanting to help so yeah you start by recognizing there's a problem and then you continue to say i'm here to listen yeah, and and he and he responds back. I'm glad you're still on the feed. And he says, "Yes, that was a serious question." So I think uh, Jacob says, if, uh, first thing, admit that there's a problem, right?" Uh, so there are there are things that we can do. S Wood uh, with a good one. As a white man, I start by teaching my kids differently than the culture I was brought up in. Right, and so here here's my uh, opinion on this. We and I've heard I've heard this. This saying, right, is the 400 years of oppression, which, guy, if you, that's a long, long time, right? Yep. And I hope that it doesn't take 400 years to get out completely of that, right? And I think we're, I think we're heading in the right direction. We got a long way to go overall as a world, as a country, as a society, and all of that. But it starts with the generations, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it is. That's the time that it takes. My grandfather, who my late grandfather, who died almost a year ago thought differently than I did, right? Why? Because he was raised differently, right? He grew up differently. He was, uh, society was differently. So it's our responsibility learning from what we know and how, how our culture changes to pass that on to our next generation or our kids. That's where I, I, I if I have one answer to a impossible question to answer, it is, it's the pay it forward to educate your children of what right and wrong is as we learn more things as we go, right? It, we know it's not going to happen over the snap of a finger, but it could happen over the course of years. Yeah, And we're sure. trying to cut down those years. That would be my answer. I, I don't know right or wrong. All right, A to Z Sports. Uh, every Thursday, we always have some fun to end the show. We have the magic bucket. So I know we've been speaking for 50 minutes on some heavy topics and look, I like this. Uh, D. Fargan Icehole, I think. I don't know what that name is, but saying was criticizing us earlier, uh, but then says, I'm glad I stayed on. Well, I'm glad you stayed on too, uh, because this is all what we're trying to do. We're just trying to have a conversation because that's important. But now it's time to have some fun and goof off with the magic bucket uh, where Zach and I have to pull something out of this bucket and then do whatever it tells us. But before we get to the magic bucket, first, Zach, tell people about Calvin and Subtle. Yeah, Calvin and Subtle is where you need to go get your new hardwood floors. They're trusted right here in Middle Tennessee. CalvinandSubtle.com, 615-448-6414. Easy. Call them up. Say, I need new hardwood floors. If you've been in your house for the last couple of months. Maybe you've been scuffed up. Maybe your pets have messed up your carpet. Replace those with cost-effective hardwood floors. Call them up. 
They sit there and they say, look, we'll, we'll set up a consultation, one to two days. You pick out your perfect hardwood floors, and in one to two weeks, they order the material and install your new hardwood floors. It's pretty amazing. They're trusted right here in Nashville, Tennessee, and have been for some time. They will come out and make the CDC precautions. They'll wear masks, wear gloves to so make sure you're safe. 615-448-6414, calvinandsubtle.com. All right, A to Z Sports. Don't forget our new podcast feed, A to Z Sports uh, Podcast Network. Check that out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, right there, Big Orange Podcast, 615 Sessions, and the Tighten Up Podcast, all with new episodes this week. Uh, the Preds Nash Cast with Alex Darden and Chris Link will be back when the NHL starts their return to play process as well. So very excited about what we're doing with our A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Now let's get to the magic bucket, Zach. And unfortunately, don't tell I don't have, I don't have oh to Oh, my you, I don't you're have doing a so back. good. I you, know. You, you, I, so so let's go for let's preface this for people just joining the show or been watching the show first time they ever do the show. We have this magic bucket. This is not a traditional show today, right? We're talking about a little bit heavier items. At the end, we were like, let's lighten it up. Let's go back to the magic bucket. But the magic bucket does what the magic bucket does, and it is powered and driven by the stickers that are on the magic bucket. It's our responsibility every other week to have and provide a sticker. Now, I don't think I've ever not had a sticker. You Austin, are on it with a sticker. Austin yeah. Austin continuously doesn't have a dang sticker. Yeah, I did good for like a month and a half. Go order five stickers off I the know. internet. Well, like, and I, I I don't think like that. Like, I like to get stickers that I think mean something. Like, I got... Uh, I, I, got <laughs> I ordered a Butch sticker. It says Butch, and I don't think it's talking about Butch jokes. Like, the, you find a way I to know. be it's, creative. It's my, it is my fault. I know. It is my bad. I take full responsibility for my lack of sticker today, and that's all. No excuses. All right. So, I'm, so you didn't have a twice for yourself. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. I'm just joking. Uh, go pick, pick in the magic bucket. You pick for me. Get yes. mine over with first. All right. This is for Zach. Uh, you've already answered that question. If Again, if you guys want to give us suggestions for the magic bucket, DM us whenever. Oh, Zach. Oh, God, that didn't sound good. This is hilarious. Uh, Zach has to – this is from our buddy Ian in Scotland. So you are going to be out tomorrow from the show. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, I've got to go to a funeral tomorrow. So uh, I will play Blitz today, but I'm leaving town, and I will uh, not be on the show tomorrow and no Blitz tomorrow. So uh, this is for Monday. Zach has to dress up as Jimmy Buffett on Monday. Is it just for me? Well, I have. If I pulled it, I would have had to dress up as Brian or Tyler from Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> so, 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 Zach, you have to do your best to be the I, best. I, know, I, I, I got it. I've got it. I've got it. I, I'm going to look like a fool, but. <laughs> so, Monday, you have to dress up as a Jimmy Buffett parrot head. Dang it. Yeah. That's that is a fantastic magic bucket, and we get all weekend. At some point, Ian, yeah, our boy Ian from Scotland, who's been a he's a day one A to Z season ticket holder. I don't know if he's watching today. I don't know what the time zone's like over there. Oh man, Greg, I'm with you. I I cannot wait for Austin to have to dress up from from uh, either Tyler or Brian for Florida Georgia line. (laughs) This this, I just pulled for myself, Zach, and this is also something that uh, I was dreading uh, because you've done this already. Oh, Uh, oh, is it the one I want? I I don't know. I I don't know if this is the one you want or not, but it says tell the story about the most trouble you've ever gotten into. It's not the one I want. I'm waiting on the one I want really bad. This is pretty good, though. So this is uh, just me having to just pull back the curtain and tell about the most trouble I've ever gotten into. Yes, I, Austin Stanley, have been arrested. Yes, I, Austin Stanley, have uh, been put into a holding cell. Uh, This happened down in Athens, Georgia, in the fall of 2010. So me and friends went down to Athens, Georgia, to see the Tennessee-Georgia game. Friday night, we go to a bar. I was underage. 
Uh, and a fight, Were you like 20? I was 20, yes. This was like six months before my uh, 21st birthday. So I, um, I go to, in this bar. I have a fake ID. And a fight breaks out between Georgia students and Tennessee students. Georgia students start throwing ice from behind the bar and beer bottles at a group of 2025 20, UT uh, fans. So a fight ensues. I was not involved in the fight. I had a, I had my own fishbowl to myself. I was having a great time. All of a sudden, I get shoved down from behind and lose my fishbowl. Right, it goes flying. And I get, I stand up and there is a police officer right in front of me who pulls me out of the bar and says, how old are you? Where's your ID? And I give him my real ID and I got put in the paddy wagon. I had to go to the Clark County jail uh, for a night. Luckily, one of my friends I was with well, was in there with me. So I had a buddy, um, but it was a long night. It was a long night. Um, uh, there was a lot of people that were like, there was one guy in that holding cell that was on some stuff. And I thought there was a fight that was about to break out uh, in that holding cell because of this guy. So, yeah, I, I got bailed out by my friends the next morning. Uh, I had to call my parents at 3 a.m. saying where I was. Uh, the call dropped right as I was trying to tell my parents I was okay. And so then they had to figure out from one of my friends what all was happening. I was on six months probation. I had to go back to Athens for a court date. And so I had to check in with my PO once a month for the next six months. So how much Trevor asked, how much was the bail? It was like, it was like 500 bucks, but really after the bondsman gets involved, it was only like a hundred bucks out of pocket. So this was in Athens, right? Athens, Georgia. So who shoved you from the back? I don't know. Somebody. The ghost from Athens passed. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's, he's, he's coming after you. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I I no longer have the ability to have something expunged in the state of Georgia. So when I go to the state of Georgia, I got to be, be on your best behavior. <laughs> I got to be careful in the state of Georgia because I've already used my expungement. This is funny. So I I've known this story. Now you told it in much more detail. I've known this story for a long, long time, and Austin has always, always not wanted to tell this story on air, even dating back to radio, and obviously yeah. radio because you work for somebody else, but even when we worked for ourselves, and now you, you've broken free, Austin, you could get, you've gotten the monkey off your back, right? Like, yep. you, you, you've got a free conscience. You've told the public that you have been arrested. Uh, yeah, and uh, Jeff Rubel says Austin. Uh, Austin had a buddy in jail. LOL. Yeah, look, my my boy Clay. I'm glad he was there. We did the whole thing like Blue and Forrest Gump, and the and so we like leaned on each other's backs to close our eyes so we didn't have to sleep with our heads in the mud. Oh, we yeah, did. real tough. <laughs> no, we did. Look, look, it was crazy because I was at. It was, it was, it was not a fun night. It was very stressful. Uh, oh, by the way, real quick. Um, my buddy in jail actually did play a joke on me in, in the jail where he got one of the correctional officers to play along to try to prank me. The prank is not suited for work, but it was hilarious and freaked me the hell out for about two minutes. I, I cannot say what the joke ah, was, ah, ah, ah. but it, it, it had to do with a warrant for my arrest in Tennessee. And they tried to joke that I couldn't go home and oh I was gosh. scared. I was shaking. And then I look over and I see Clay giggling behind the door and I was like, okay, I, I'm he put right. him up to it. That yeah, is he, hilarious. Yeah, It was very funny. That is good. really good. Well, all right, we, 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 learned, we learned something about Austin today, right? Yep. After all the, the, the hard discussion of what we had to I, look, that, that's a good way to end it. And there's some irony in the, the getting arrested thing, but overall, I learned I didn't know that. So that was the most trouble you've ever been that's in. That's the most trouble I've ever been in in my entire life. Well, I'm glad I mean, you I, got I think out. That's pretty I'm glad legit. you're not like, like, you're not locked up anymore, right? No, it was only for like eight hours. However, I did I did miss the game the next day <laughs> because I was exhausted. <laughs> I, was ex I wasted a ticket. Uh, and G-Man asked about a mugshot. I never saw the mugshot. I never saw it. I never had to change clothes either. So it wasn't like going to be that great. I was going to go find this mugshot. Yeah, it's almost 10 years ago. I don't know if you can or not, but you can, you can do your best. Public record. You can do your best to go find it. Uh, all right, guys. That's very interesting. Well, 
Uh, overall, look, I want to thank everybody for, for listening to the show. If you listen for a second, a minute, five minutes, or an hour, Austin and I truly do appreciate you listening to us. And we appreciate you for stating your opinions. That does not go unnoticed, okay? This is tough. It's hard. We had to make a decision today. And we said this is the right thing to do. And we hope that we hope that uh, you were entertained, informed, and enjoyed being with us in this virtual forum. So uh, we appreciate you. I will not be uh, on the show tomorrow. Buck will fill in. Austin and Buck will have a great topic tomorrow. But stay tuned. Thank you guys for watching, listening, and following. And we shall see you guys tomorrow. Blitz game. Big Blitz matchup today. Who you got? Oh, did you watch yesterday's game? I, um, I, yes. It was Until a I started game. blowing them Blow. out. I was very surprised by that blowout. I've never blown anybody out like that. Swept the Bengals with style. <laughs> oh my gosh. That yes. was, who you got today? Who you got uh, today? So today, back to Adelphia Coliseum, still atop the uh, AFC Central, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cordell Ooh. Stewart and Jerome Bettis will be playing today. I cannot wait. That will be that will be at uh, either noon or one. I look. I'll I'll send out a little teaser on our social. I'll give you more incentive to follow. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Buck back tonight with primetime Zach uh, coming this afternoon with uh, some great blitz entertainment. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you later. Adios.